Hello, everyone. This is Mike Lindstedt, president and co-founder of the Nehemiah Project, and you're listening to another weekly snippet of encouragement here on the Nehemiah Project podcast. Of course, I'm here with Pastor Chad Wiles. Chad, how you doing? Doing well, man. I am uh, looking forward to getting into this one here. Uh, we are in Proverbs chapter 7, mm-hmm. and there's a lot that we are going to talk about today. Mm-hmm. We might go a little longer than 20 minutes, but we're going to try to keep it short. Um, but again, we're looking at the adulterous woman. Uh, if you haven't been listening to these yeah. weekly snippets of encouragement, quick review. There's two women that continually pop up yeah. all throughout the book of Proverbs. The first woman is wisdom. And it's, this is God's wisdom personified. Mm-hmm. She represents everything that is godly. And the other woman is the exact opposite. Yeah. The adulterous woman who we're going to focus on today because she is the subject of the entire chapter that we're looking at today, which is Proverbs chapter 7. And this woman represents everything that is evil. And so... Without further ado, I'm going to read the whole proverb. It's 27 verses, and then we're going to have some commentary. Here we go, starting at verse 1. My son, keep my words and treasure up my commandments with you. Keep my commandments and live. Keep my teaching as the apple of your eye. Bind them on your fingers. Write them on the tablet of your heart. Say to wisdom, you are my sister, and call insight your intimate friend to keep you from the forbidden woman, from the adulteress with her smooth words. For at the window of my house, I have looked out through my lattice, and I have seen among the simple. I have perceived among the youths a young man lacking sense, passing along the street near her corner, taking the road to her house in the twilight, in the evening, at the time of night and darkness. And behold, the woman meets him, dressed as a prostitute, wily of heart. She is loud and wayward, and her feet do not stay at home. Now in the street, now in the market, and at every corner she lies in wait. She seizes him and kisses him with bold face. She says to him, I had to offer sacrifices and today I have, I have to pay my vows. So now I have come out to meet you, to seek you eagerly, and I have found you. I have spread my couch with coverings, colored linens with Egyptian linen. I have perfumed my bed with myrrh, aloes, and cinnamon. Come, let us take our fill of love till the morning. Let us delight ourselves with love. For my husband is not at home. He has gone on a, on a long journey. He took a bag of money with him. At full moon, he will come home. With much seductive speech, she she persuades him. With her smooth talk, she compels him. All at once, he follows her. As an ox goes to the slaughter, or as a stag is caught fast till an arrow pierces its liver, as a bird rushes into a snare, he does not know that it will cost him his life. And now, O sons, listen to me and be attentive to the words of my mouth. Let not your heart turn aside to her ways. Do not stray into her paths. For many a victim she has laid low, and all her slain are a mighty throng. Her house is the way to Sheol, going down to the chambers of death. Hmm. Wow. So we get a little story here about a wayward young man and a wayward woman. Yeah. And uh, they go down all the way to death. As you've said, there's so many layers to this. Because we get, um, we get the general idea here of the two women, the lady wisdom and lady, uh, you know, uh, sin or adultery. So we have that overarching metaphorical um, explanation of of the way that wisdom and righteousness work and sin work, and then we ha- also have specific uh, instruction as well and warnings. Uh, to to what adultery and to things like that can do. And it's interesting that wisdom always 
has the same instruction. We just said it on the last podcast. We see it again. Keep my commandments. Treasure them in your heart, right? Uh, live and, and teach them, teaching them as the apple of your eye, meaning your treasure, what you hope in, what you trust in, what you believe in. Bind them on your fingers. Uh, write them on the tablet of your heart. You know, just everything about you. Renew your mind, renew your mind, renew your mind in the word of God. And say to wisdom, you are my sister, right? This this lady wisdom is, it's your family. It's your, it's yeah. your, it's what you hope in. It's what you trust in. It's what you cling to. Once again, you call you insight, my intimate friend, and keep the, keep you from the forbidden woman. So, we see this throughout Scripture as well. This idea of as we keep the Lord's commandments, it's going to keep us from sin. It's going to keep us from death. It's going to be what saves us. Ultimately. Jesus is known as the Word of God. The Word becomes flesh, and it's He who is our Messiah, our Savior, and the one that we hope in for our salvation and for our instruction. And He's the personification of this idea of wisdom, yeah. right? And so we see this with Lady Wisdom. And then adultery, we see as well, uh, personified in this enticing, lustful, uh, wayward woman. Mm-hmm. And it also speaks to how sin works, sin in our heart, the desires of our heart. That uh, Jeremiah says the 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 heart of man is wicked, right? Like it's corrupt, deceitful. deceitful. That's the way sin works. Our our flesh, the way the way of sin is easy at first, and it leads to destruction, right? Mm-hmm. It's what we actually want. When we see the enticement of sin, the uh, from small things <laughs> to to big things, it's, yeah. it looks good. It's like we talked about in one of these podcasts, I think it was in uh, Proverbs 4, but the, the lips were like, have honey, right? But mm-hmm. our feet lead to death. It's mm-hmm. this idea of mm-hmm. on the surface, sin looks good, looks fun, looks, everybody else is doing it. It's all those things we tell right. ourselves, but it leads to death. It's enticing and it's a, a, a slippery slope, yeah. if you will. It looks right, but in the end it leads to death. Right. And what I, what I thought was interesting too, and you and I were talking about this before we started recording, is Solomon's the one writing this. Mm-hmm. And yet, let me just read for our listeners, Solomon's, uh, <laughs> Solomon's, how many women Solomon had. Yeah. Okay, because here's a man telling you to listen to, you know, his words. Don't do this, right? So here, if you want to know how many wives and concubines Solomon had, mm-hmm. go to First Kings chapter 11. I'm just going to read the first uh, four verses. And I want you guys to focus on not so much the number of women that he had, but what happened to his heart. Mm-hmm. Now, King Solomon loved many foreign women, along with the daughter of Pharaoh, a Moabite, an Ammonite, an Edomite, a Sidonian, and the Hittite women. Now, those are all ancient enemies of Israel. Yeah. God specifically forbid Israelites to right. marry outside cultures. Right, and, the, and they all followed gods of these lands that right. were false gods. And that was the reason why. Mm-hmm. Verse 2 says, From the nations concerning which the Lord had said to the people of Israel, You shall not enter into marriage with them, neither shall they with you. For surely they will turn away your heart after their gods. Mm -hmm. Solomon clung to these in love. Totally disregarded it. Clung to them in love. And then it says, He had 700 wives who were princesses and 300 concubines. And his wives turned away his heart. For when Solomon was old, his wives turned away his heart after other gods 
and his heart was not wholly true to Yahweh, his God, as was the heart of David, his father. Mm -hmm. So we see this happening, right? And right. you know, that's a very interesting thing. It goes to it goes to show a mm -hmm. that head knowledge is not enough. Right, because when Solomon was young, he prayed for wisdom, and the Lord granted that. So and he was so. he was known as the most wise of all yeah. all time. It says so, that Solomon had breath of mind like uh, I just read it. it. Said that Solomon had breath of mind like the sand on the seashore, basically limitless amounts of understanding. I mean, he had the very wisdom of God. Mm -hmm. And yet, I mean, that kind of kind of tells us here, like, mm -hmm. well, I definitely don't have that. <laughs> so yeah. if, if this guy, who was right. like the most wise guy, still fell, yeah. even though he knew all kinds of stuff, like how much more so mm -hmm. me, right? And it really shows the depravity of man and our need of, of the Lord, our need for the Holy Spirit, our need for yeah. Christ. Yeah, you know. and you know Solomon's inter interesting character, and I'll just kind of end what I'm saying mm -hmm. about him is, you know, he wrote the book of Ecclesiastes most likely. Yeah, you know, there's always the theologians that kind of <laughs> get in endless debates about who uh, who yeah. the uh, writer of that book was. But, but most think it was Solomon. Most likely, right? Mm -hmm. And you know, Solomon, with all this wisdom, at the end of the book of Ecclesiastes, after he's performed all these social experiments, trying to find you know the thing that would fill his heart mm -hmm. other than God. He did all these experiments and found out, nope, nothing will other than God. And he ends that book with saying, here's the end of the matter. Follow the Lord, fear the Lord, and keep his commandments. Yeah. You know, that's it. <laughs> right. And so we can truly, when we see this in, in Solomon's writing here, we can, we can say, here's someone who not only had the wisdom of God, but he also lived out the mistakes that he's warning about. Yeah. And so if anyone would know how this will end, <laughs> it would be Solomon. Right. And so even more so, look at these words. This is the word of God. This is true, that no matter how enticing sin looks, no matter how much you convince yourself, it will lead to destruction. As it says, her house is the way to Sheol, another word for hell, right? Mm -hmm. Going down to the chambers of death. Yeah. If you go and you follow the way of this world, you follow the sin of this world, you you go down this path, it's going to just lead to not only physical death, but eternal death and separation yeah. from God. And I want to speak to the, any young listeners we have, because in verse 7, that's actually who we, we see it, that the other main character in this proverb is, is a mm -hmm. young man. Mm -hmm. It says, I have seen among the simple, I have perceived among the youths, a young man lacking sense. Yeah. You know, and... You know, this could be an actual young person or it could be someone who's immature, you mm -hmm. know. And what I want to say to you, to you young people, you young men especially out there, if you're listening to this, is, man, you would do so well to follow what the Lord is telling you to do. Mm -hmm. Just stay away. Like, yeah. just focus on you for now. You know yeah. what I mean? You're oh a young goodness. guy, a young girl. Don't be trying to get into a relationship. You don't even know who you are yet. And I know right. the second I tell you don't do that, that's what you're going to go do. <laughs> so I'll tell you what happens when you go do that. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just read it. I right. can read this proverb again. Right, You right. know, you will end up making mistakes. You will end up doing things that you will regret, you know. You will regret sleeping around when you get older. You will regret some of the consequences that might come of those sexual relationships. Absolutely. You, you won't regret if a child is born necessarily regret the child, but you will look back and go, man, I could have waited. I could have, I could have not bound myself down to having a child or, you know, mm -hmm. worse, getting some sort of, you know, STD, like I've mentioned. Mm -hmm. 
there are many, many dangerous things that can occur from living a wayward lifestyle, mm -hmm. going to jail, getting physical illnesses, getting stuck in debt. There's, you could just go down the list. And we've read a lot of those things actually in the past couple of Proverbs. But I just want to say to you young people out there, focus on you and your relationship with the Lord and you will produce dividends for yourself later in life that mm -hmm. you won't be able to see now, but just take it from a guy who's made a lot of mistakes yeah. that you would just, that would be the best possible thing you could do is focus on you and your relationship right. with the Lord for this portion of your life. That's right. You have to have eternal mindsets. You have to have long-term thinking. I know you're lonely, you know, and that's what drives it. I know you want attention. You want all the things right now, but that's how Satan acts and uses the persuasion of sin is the right here, right now, live in the moment, instant gratification, your mm -hmm. flesh, all that stuff. And remember, when you make those sinful choices, it's easy because that's what you want to do. It just feels right. Yeah. I mean, how many times have you heard that? It just feels right. Okay. Yeah. But then it leads to destruction. Right. It leads to slavery and sin. Mm -hmm. Making the choice of wisdom is hard. That's why you see cling to it treasure it you have to speak you have to talk to yourself about what god's word says it's hard it means denial of self but it leads to freedom you notice in in verses 10 through 15 there's a progression here you know actually verses 7 through 15 you know the young man is lacking sense he's passing along the street near her corner taking the road to her house mm -hmm. he's dabbling in it oh yeah right instead of going just directly home, he's like, well, let me go see if she's all right. You know what I mean? Let me go see if she's home right now. Just go I'll walk just around. walk by. Maybe yeah, we'll she'll see, see. We'll see. Well, she did see him. Yeah. And you know what she did? She ran out and grabbed him and kissed him. Yeah. And when that happens, dude, it's over. It's over. Right? And notice in verse 21, she seduces him, not so much with that, mm -hmm. although that's a picture of being ensnared, right? She grabs him and seizes him, right? Mm -hmm. But then with much seductive speech, she persuades him. Oh, yeah. Right? And so... That's another sign, like a practical thing we can take away from this. Oh, yeah. Number one, young man, young woman, middle-aged man, middle-aged woman, mm -hmm. old, don't matter how old you are. Beware. Do not dip the toe in the water. Right. Just go the other way. Beware of flattery. If somebody's really trying to flatter you and tell you how awesome you are, just know they're lying to you because you're not that awesome. <laughs> just trust that. Just go trust that. away. Do not go so to, so to use the phrase of this proverb, do not go in the street near her house, right? Just go directly to where you need to go. Just keep your eyes forward. Focus on you and the Lord, young person. Mm -hmm. Focus on if you're older and you've got a ministry, you've got a job, focus on what the Lord's commandments are for you today, yeah. right? If you focus on that, it will keep you on the path of life. It is so easy and it mm -hmm. happens so fast. Right. It takes 20 years to build up a reputation and five minutes to destroy it. Oh, my goodness. And and it, it will happen so fast that you will just be like, your head will be spinning. Mm -hmm. So we just, again, would encourage you, focus on God, focus right. on your relationship with him, and focus on being a faithful, obedient Christian, right? right? And obedience, man. Like, you can go to John chapter 15 and just see how that word is used and what it's used in relation to. Obedience produces joy. That's mm -hmm. the thing is like, you know, for me personally, Chad, I was a total like rebellious kid. Yeah. I hated that word obedience. And when I became a Christian, I started to hear that word all the time. Yeah. And I was like, oh no. But I started to <laughs> renew my mind in the text right. of scripture. And I started to see the value of obedience. Realize that it's good for you. Oh my goodness. And it was a lot easier for me to see after I'd made all the bonehead yeah. mistakes. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? But right. obedience is going to be something that 
will pay you dividends in the future. Yeah. It will give you so much joy, and your conscience will be yeah. clean. Remember back to Proverbs 1, 7. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, mm-hmm. and fools despise wisdom. Listen, sin makes you stupid. Yes, Just realize is. that you're not wise in your own eyes. You're not that smart. You're not that clever. Just go ahead and humble yourself there and just say, I need to know what you say, God. Yes. And if you just cling to his word, he will lead you in paths of righteousness and yes. life and light. You don't have to overthink it. Mm-mm. God is not a God of confusion. He makes himself clear. Just listen to what he says. Yes. So I hope that we're encouraging you guys to, again, get to know the Lord. I mean, he knows everything. Mm-hmm. So we would just do well to see what he wants us to do, and then live by it. That's right. It's that simple. That's right. So that's what our goal is. That's why we're trying to encourage you guys in the scriptures because we just want to know what our Father in Heaven wants for our lives, and we want to do that. Mm -hmm. So thank you for listening to this episode of our weekly snippet of encouragement. We'll talk to you guys next week. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Nehemiah Project podcast. For more resources about addiction recovery, suicide prevention, and overcoming other life-controlling issues, you can follow us on Facebook and Instagram and visit our website, tnproject.org. If you or someone you love is struggling, don't hesitate to reach out to us by calling 985-205-3022.